Hello and welcome to New York Standard. I'm your host, Andre Archambault. New York Standard is a show dedicated to the best music from the era that made, well, New York Standard. This is the music from the great jazz ages of swing and bop to cabaret and Broadway. Ellington, Coltrane, Ella, Basie, and of course, Nat Cole and Johnny Hartman as we hear from the two of them pretty much every week. And to that point, I haven't done a show in three months, so it's not been every week. Um, I did my Christmas show in uh, early December and kind of let that ride. And in fact, I I have to thank you for continuing to download that show even well after Christmas. It's impressive. I've seen downloads into, (laughs) I mean, a handful. It's It's not a ton. But uh, I would say from Christmas to now, like after Christmas, a good 150, 200 additional downloads. Like, what's the point of that? Anyway, it has been rainy here in New York, and I wanted to do a show. This show's for a bunch of different reasons, and cathartic for a bunch of different reasons. Since it's been raining so much, here's a rainy day playlist. Where are we starting? Billy Holiday. Nobody's loved you Come rain or come shine High as a mountain And deep as a river Come rain or come shine I guess when you met me It was just one of those things But don't ever bet me Cause I'm gonna be true If you let me You're gonna love me like nobody's loved me together unhappy together and won't it be fine days may be cloudy or sunny we're in or we're out of the money but I'm with you always When you met me 
It was just one of those things But don't ever bet me Cause I'm gonna be true If you let me You're gonna love me like nobody's loved me Happy together, unhappy together, and won't it be fine? Days may be cloudy or sunny. the blues when it rains the blues I can't lose when it rains each little drop that falls on my window pane always reminds me of the tears I've shed in vain I sit and wait for the sun to shine down on me once again It rained when I found you It rained when I lost you That's why I'm so blue When it rains I get the blues When it rains The blues I can't lose When it rains Little drop that falls on my window pane always reminds me, babe, of the tears I've shed in vain. I sit and wait for the sun to shine down on me. Once again It rained when I found you It rained when I lost you 
That's why I'm so blue when it Thank you.
gutter full of rain An empty picture frame A house out at the edges of the city Never noticing the war Till it's right there at your door And suddenly your hands are bloody Was seeking to possess Now another girl's caress Is on your flesh The bitterness is tasted There's nobody in your chair No hand to touch my hair The sun even the air Seems wasted Let it go now, let it all slip away We'll start it all over again Me like a million others before Trying to make sense of the rain With these twenty years of dream Was it ever as it seemed? Get to wonder if it really existed. Cause the thief who stole my life has taken to my fate. I can see now how the world gets twisted. Shutting out the noise And I'm trying to hear the voice That used to tell me love Was stronger Light another cigarette But the one I got still lit I can't seem to keep my fingers steady Never noticing the war Till it's right there at your door And suddenly your hands are bloody
saw it written and I saw it say Bingo Moon is on his way None of you stand so tall Bingo Moon gonna get you on to Bingo Moon
his head to me it's still September when summer comes my dreams will be about the autumn breeze and September Ladies and gentlemen, you've probably wondered why we have so many microphones on the bandstand tonight. The reason for it is that this show Sarah Vaughan is recording for Mercury Records and that actually this performance is being taped. So in a small sense you are all Mercury recording artists for tonight. So we'd uh, appreciate if you act normally as you would. This show will be the same as any other at Mr. Kelly's with one exception that Ms. Vaughan will use lyric sheets. So don't let that distract you. And now Mr. Kelly takes great pleasure in presenting Mercury recording artist, the divine Sarah Vaughan. Hey! 
Cause you're Marius I don't feel any pain A little fall of rain Can hardly hurt me now You're here That's all I need to know And you will keep me safe And you will keep me close But you will lift Panine, dear God above. If I could close your wounds with words of love. Just hold me now and let it be. Shelter me, comfort me. You would live a hundred years if I could show you. I won't desert you now. The rain can't hurt me now. This rain will wash away what's past. And you will keep me safe. And you will keep me close. I'll sleep in your embrace at last. The rain that brings Clouds drifting by My schemes are just like all my dreams Ending in the sky Some fellas look and find the sunshine I always look and find the rain some fellas make a winning sometimes 
I never even make a game, believe me. I'm always chasing rainbows, waiting to find a little bluebird in
make them laugh. Don't you know everyone wants to laugh? <laughs> my dad said, be an actor, my son. But be a comical one, they'll be standing in lines for those old honky-tonk monkey shines. Or you could study Shakespeare and be quite elite And you could charm the critics and have nothing to eat Just slip on a banana peel, the world's at your feet Make them laugh, make them laugh, make them laugh Make, make them laugh Don't you know everyone wants to laugh My grandpa said go out and tell them a joke But give it plenty of hope Make them roar, make them scream Take a fall, but a wall split a seam You start off by pretending you're a dancer with grace You wiggle till they're giggling all over the place And then you get a great big custard pie in the face Make them laugh, make them laugh, make them laugh Make them laugh, don't you all the... My dad... What a glorious feel, and I'm happy. 
happy again I'm laughing at clouds So dark up above And the sun's in my heart And I'm ready for love Let the stormy clouds chase Everyone from the place Come on with the rain I've a smile on my face Walk down the lane with a happy refrain, just singing, singing in the rain, dancing in the rain. I'm happy again. I'm singing and dancing in the The blues when it rains The blues I can't lose when it rains Each little drop that falls on my window pane 
always reminds me of the tears I've shed in vain. I sit and wait for the sun to shine down on me once again. It rained when I found you, it rained when I lost you, that's why I'm so blue when it rained. I get the blues when it rains. I can't lose when it rains Each little drop that falls on my window pane Always reminds me, babe, of the tears I've shed in vain I sit and wait for the sun to shine down on me once again. It rained when I found you. It rained when I lost you. That's why I'm so blue when it rains. Mm, the ink spots. I get the blues when it rains. Before that, we heard Gene Kelly and Donald O'Connor singing in the rain and make them laugh from singing in the rain. Before that, we heard John Patton, big John Patton. Along came John, the song Spiffy Diffy. I'm always chasing rainbows. Mandy Patinkin from the Dress Casual record. A Little Fall of Rain from Les Miserables. Um, Sarah Vaughn's take on September in the Rain. Johnny Hartman's take on September in the Rain with Errol Garner. Ms. Vaughn's uh, live performance was noted uh, there on the, on the intro. As I've said over the years, I love those sort of, you know, intro tracks and, and sort of, you know... Um, uh, studio outtakes where you hear the the slate uh, on the on I just love that stuff. I've always loved that stuff. Um, before that, we heard Pink Moon from Nick Drake um, from the Pink Moon record and David Gray's Gutters Full of Rain. Before that, After the Rain, McCoy Tyner. Before that, we heard John Coltrane's take with McCoy Tyner of After the Rain, and we started off the whole show with Billie Holiday's. Come rain or come shine. It's funny, that's one of the longer sets of music on a quote-unquote non-special show that I've done ever. But it, this is kind of a special show in a, in a, in a way. Um, today would, I'm recording this Saturday, March 4th, uh, 2023. Today would have been my dad's uh, 82nd uh, birthday. And I've spent a lot of the last three or so, three and a half, four years, trying to reframe what it was that he was to me 
uh, and my mom and what they were together and separately to me and to the rest of the family unit, my siblings and my sibling, my sister's uh, husband and kids. And, um, you know, obviously you have to let a lot of that go. Uh, but at the same time, what you are trying to do is figure out how you got here from that and how those actions and behaviors became what you are today. And uh, that's, Lord knows, that's what I've been trying to do for the last several years, that's for sure. In their absence, and, and you know, your mind shapes some of this stuff and tries to wrap around, you know, well, why was this and why, you know, because, you know, I've said it before on this show, my dad was no saint at all. Uh, <laughs> at all and so it's been a matter of kind of you know right sizing and reframing some of this stuff in the wake and and like asking those who were around them more mom and dad uh, how all of this you know became what it became and so I've spent a lot of my sort of ment- mental capital on that the last several years um, and this show is kind of an expression of that you know, a lot of these songs are, are you know, special to me uh, through him it, without Dad, as much of a menace as he was to me at times and, and far worse to our brother uh, over the years. Uh, he, um, if it weren't for his love of music that he imparted to me, I wouldn't be doing this show. I wouldn't be the nebbishy little guy that I am with the a thousand some records in a 400 square foot apartment <laughs> on the upper west side of Manhattan and that's a part of it too is the fact that you know it's, this is a city my father was born in doesn't it's never lost on me never so it is kind of a special show but it's really this show is really about me and my connection to him and not about him if that makes sense. So, where are we going next? Well, I mean this sincerely. I will never forget the first time I heard this sitting in the car with my dad as we, um, we were driving around um, northwestern New Jersey years ago in the late 80s when I first heard this, and it was just such a ripper. And here it is. Count Basie at Newport, swinging at Newport right here on New York Standard. Thank you. 
Thank you, Jimmy Grissom. And now we would like to play some of our 1938 vintage diminuendo in blue and crescendo in blue. These are separated by uh, an interval by Paul Gonzalez.
Paul Gonzalez. Ed Anderson. Paul Gonzalez. Ladies and gentlemen, you're wonderful. And now... Man. That was... um, It's still one of my absolute favorite uh, live recordings of all time. Diminuendo in blue and crescendo in blue. Duke Ellington live at Newport. We started off that set with Count Basie live at Newport, swinging at Newport. I want to address the uh, Duke Ellington item there. Um, it is, uh, that was a really unique recording that I've talked about a lot on this show over the years. Um, and worth your ears to go back and listen and find it online. Make sure you find the complete Ellington at Newport. The first dozen or 15 tracks are in beautiful stereo. And I know that I've bad mouthed stereo, but it just sounds so crisp and alive the way they captured that because it wasn't really done it wasn't really recorded in stereo on purpose it was 1957 stereo was somewhat new somewhat and so the way they got there go look it up I've talked about it enough over the years but uh, one of these years I'm going to go to Newport uh, and catch folk the folk and jazz festivals uh, I, that's, that's my commitment to me um I, I also, you know, it's funny, I left out a, a really important bit, and I'm not going to belabor this, but um, in my sort of preamble about dad in there, or, or ambulations, verbal ambulations that I did, uh, uh, you know, in the last uh, check there, I, the fact is, is uh, in, in addition to dad being a menace uh, to, to me and my brother, he was also a menace to, uh, to uh, uh, our our sister, her uh, um, her husband, and their kids, um, and but it, it and I want to be really clear. At times, he was also extraordinarily generous and kind. He was a very good colleague uh, by all accounts, and he, in a lot of ways, he was a great dad. Uh, but in a lot of ways, he was not. And I want to be really, really clear about that too. He was no saint, um, and I think the greatest gift of these last few years for me is like I said earlier framing that out and realizing that I did what I did the distance that I had to create between me and them was uh, a form of survival frankly Um, and it didn't pan out as I would have wanted but it it, uh, it's it's the rationale that I use to to explain what happened so Anyway, I just I wanted to give equal the credit to the the very localized uh, drama that my mom and dad used to put through, put my sister and her family through. I wouldn't want to leave that out. Anyway, where are we going next? <laughs> Speaking of, here's a little Nat King Cole. Send for me right here on New York Standard. <laughs> When you want 
a true lover Send for me, send for me You never want any other Send for me, send for me I promise you I'll be true Send for me, send for me Anytime just tell me Your problems and find out, baby I'll solve them if you're late one morning Don't hurry if you've got big trouble Don't worry, just again On your friend Send for me, send for me Morning, noon, and night In the early bright Don't you fret, my pretty pet I'm gonna treat you right Don't you dare Raise a hair I'm gonna share Your every care Anywhere Oh yeah Send for me I'll be there Anything that upsets you, send for me, send for me. I'll be there to protect you. Wait and see, wait and see. Don't delay right away. Send for me, send for me. It's gonna be. Who cares 
where the path may wind As long as I find you Though the melody dies The song lingers on And the thousand goodbyes Won't convince me you're gone I'll follow you, my love You'll never be free of the earth till you've given your love to Do, 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 do. 
do something for you now. We haven't heard a girl sing it. And it, since it's so popular, we'd like to try and do it for you. We hope we remember all the words. Oh, the shock has pearly teeth, dear. And he shows them.
I do like that, Ella. Thank you for asking. Man, so kind, courteous. Ella Fitzgerald there, Mac and I, from the complete Ella in Berlin. Um, I played that specifically because it's got another... It's funny, they're, they're, one of the other things about that Duke Ellington is that it that was the 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 it was rock and roll was on the come and this was in a lot of ways uh big band and jazz's last stand uh to reassert itself as an american art form and who better to do so than duke ellington and the people in that crowd knew it and so the end of that there's an actual the the liner notes or the the track number it, it, it the track title is announcements Pandano- pandemonium and so after Mac the Knife, there's fanfare and announcements. So that's why I played that. I like announcements. I like fanfare. Where are we going next? Here's a little Dinah Washington followed by a little chairman of the board right here on New York Standard.
The Sands is proud to present a wonderful new show, A Man and His Music. The music of Count Basie and his great band... The man is Frank Sinatra. How did all these people get in my room? Come fly with me, we'll fly, we'll fly away If you can use some exotic booze There's a bar in far Bombay Come on, fly with me, we'll fly, we'll fly away Come fly with me, we'll float down to Peru In Lama Land, there's a one-man band And he'll toot his flute for you, come on, fly with me, we'll float down in the blue. Once I get you up there, where the air is rarefied, we'll just glide, starry-eyed. Once I get you up there, I'll be holding you so near. You might hear all the angels cheer Because we're together Weather-wise, it's such a lovely day Just say those words We'll beat those birds down to Acapulco Bay It is perfect for a flying honeymoon They say Come on, fly with me We'll fly, we'll fly, we'll fly Six. Once I get you up there Where the air is so rarefied We're gonna glide Absolutely petrified Once I get you up there I'll be holding you so awfully near You might even hear A gang of angels cheer Just because we're together Weather-wise, it's such a groovy day You just say that word And I'll beat your bird Down to Acapulco Bay is perfect for a flying honeymoon yeah, They do say Come on, fly with me We'll fly, we'll fly Pack up, let's fly away And don't tell your papa Good evening, salud <laughs> Ten down Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Jilly's West. <laughs> Where the elite meet to eat. 
And if I rhyme that, this'll be a barn in the morning. I hope that you're having an enjoyable stay here in Las Vegas, and also hope that you have been fortunate. I do wish that for you. I can't say the same for Mr. Basie and myself, because we run into a streak of bad luck. Sunday, we went up to the Grand Canyon and it was closed. And last year, we invested a bundle of money in a pumpkin farm and then they called off Halloween. And when I told that to Sapphire, she said, you're going around with that bum again. That's what's the matter with me. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, I would like to explain or at least beg your forgiveness for any inconveniences uh, about the hotel because of the rebuilding that's going on. Some of the corridors are not complete and there have been little uh, pipes leaking here and there, but that's the way it goes when you rebuild and every hotel has had to do that. But um, uh, it's very expensive, obviously, you know, to build today per square foot. It's like 25 bucks or 30 bucks per square foot. Consequently, this whole... Uh, uh, changeover we had, it was about 11, 12 million dollars. We got three million from the local bank and eight million from the cocktail waitresses who work around outside. Now, to get back to the building, and at the moment, there ain't no place else to go. They've developed, I understand, some marvelous uh, decor in the suites up there, and now uh, Jack tells me they're gonna have plaques put on some of the doors. For instance, the Danny Thomas suite, just to kind of glamorize it a little bit, Red Skelton suite. And the one for Dean, he decorated himself, it's just gutter to gutter, there's no furniture in it. <laughs> just straight across the room. He likes it that way, folks. You see, Mr. Martin falls in the street a lot. You're not too sure, so don't, don't get mixed up in it, folks. The question most asked of me is, does Dean Martin really drink? Well, I can attest to that fact. He's a drunk. He is an absolutely unqualified drunk. And if we ever develop an Olympic drinking team, he's gonna be the coach. With Toot Shaw and Jackie Gleason involved and me bringing up the rear end. I would say roughly that Dean Martin has been stoned more often in the United States embassies. I'm not too sure whether you applauded for Dean or we should stone some more embassies. I don't know about this group here, you know. I'll tell you one thing about Dean Martin. When you go to his home in Beverly Hills for an evening's fun, uh, he holds real steadfast to one rule. There's no drinking after dinner. Of course, you don't eat till 3.30 a.m., but there's no drinking after dinner. How the hell can you drink when you're laying flat on your back in the junk, you know? Then his mother-in-law, Peggy, picks you up and rolls you into the dining room. They also have a big dog who does that. And um, Dean is very, very wonderful about his family, particularly, let's say, you know, everybody makes jokes about their mother-in-law. Not Dean, he loves Peggy. He gave her for Christmas a two-story, six-bedroom house, but the sheriff keeps closing it down every Saturday. He walks up and closes it down. This guy just ain't broad-minded, that's all. And I picked the cast myself. 
And uh, also, uh, uh, when we finish the first phase of the, uh, which is damn near complete now, the second phase is redoing this Copa room here. Larger stage, more capacity. And Mr. Entrada, to show you the class of the thinking of this hotel, they're closing Golden Boy to bring Sammy Davis in here for four solid weeks just to clean. <laughs> I saw Sammy's first television show. I'd like to make one comment on that show. There's a lot I can make, but I want to make one comment on this show. Sammy Davis wrote a book called, Yes, I Can. And when I saw that show, I sent him a wire and said, No, you can't. <laughs> now, I guess that you folks have heard or read or have been told somewhere that Recently, I became 50 years old, and I'm here to tell you right now, it's a dirty communist lie. <laughs> Direct from Hanoi, it came right out of there. My body may be 50, but I'm 28. <laughs> and I would further like to say that I'd be 22 if I hadn't spent all those years drinking with Joey Lewis, <laughs> who nearly wrecked me. Remember the words of Joey Lewis who said, a friend in need is a pest. <laughs> and you think about that when you go to bed and they'll break you up later on. <laughs> and if you do think about that when you go to bed, you shouldn't be allowed to go to bed. <laughs> However, folk, I'm a Sagittarian. I was born on December 12th, 1915, and I was born a very skinny kid. Little kid, skinny. So skinny, my eyes were single file. Between those two and my belly button, my old man thought I was a clarinet. You see, Charlie, a clarinet, you put your finger on the holes like this, you see? Oh, gee. Where'd you come from, the yellow pages or Sears or Roebuck? And I was born in this tenement house in uh, Hoboken, New Jersey, and uh, it was a walk-up, eight floors. And it was one of those places, uh, no, they're gonna have elevators in 1915. Otis wasn't even born yet, I think, when I had this house. And we never knew we were gonna have any lights, any food, any heat of any type, mice running around. Funny part of it is my folks were very wealthy. They just hated me, that's all. <laughs> they gave me the loyalty test immediately. And eventually, I managed to fight my way through the qualms and traumas of life, and I got to grow up to be 16 or so. And I was about ready to get out of high school about a few months before. My father was called into the school by the principal for about the 700th time. And he said to my dad, here's the diploma, get him out. <laughs> That's what he do say, get him out. I must explain to you that when we, we walked out and stood on the steps of the high school, my father said to me, and I must first mention the fact that my father is a Rutger graduate and he majored in English. And he said to me, what the hell is the matter with you? What's the matter, you don't want to learn nothing? He was great with English, he spoke beautifully. He also had an ear like this, a chungamir, see? That was my mother who gave him that from yelling at him all the time. So he said to me, uh, see, he knew I wanted to get in show business, and he, said, he gave me the alternative, as all parents did in those days. 
You want to be a bum in show business, you want to get a real job. So I figured, well, what the heck, he's my dad, I love him, and I'll go along with his ideas. So he got me a job. You know what a thrill it is to get a hernia for $62.50 a week, <laughs> lifting crates of 600 pounds with another little guy with a hand truck? Well, he got me another job in a shipyard, Todd Shipyards. And I was a rivet catcher in the hold of a ship. But the guy throwing him was a real jagad. He was a cuckeye like this. <laughs> he couldn't hit a bull in a fanny with a bag of rice, this bum. <laughs> and I cleaned that up. <laughs> well, no sense in trying to explain it. It hurried my career in the show business. I quit right away. Gave in my union button with the peak cap and the leather jacket and I walked out right away. That's exactly what I had. And I packed my little straw case and went to New York and that was it. I even bummed a ride on a ferry. And uh, <laughs> you're not listening too well, folks. Anyway, I got, a, I got together a quartet, see? And we were called the Hoboken Four. And in those days, there was a very big radio program on called Major Bowes, Major Edward Bowes. Now, Ted Mack today in television is a spin-off of the original radio show, because he used to work for Bowes. And Bowes used to come on the air and he'd say, uh, the wheel of fortune spins round and round she goes, where she stops, nobody knows. That was the dullest opening I ever heard on any radio show. Wait a minute now. He was a pompous bum with a bulbous nose. He used to drink Green River. He was a big drunk, this guy. I don't know if you ever heard of Green River, but it takes the paint off your deck if you got a boat. 59 cents a gallon, baby. Anyway, we were a big hit on the show, the Hoboken Four, and he kept bringing us back, but he had to change the name, obviously, because it was a legitimate amateur show, except it wasn't. So he brought us back as the Newark Nightingales, the Teaneck Teen Tones, the Secaucus Cockamamies. <laughs> Touching name, isn't it? The Bayonne Bacalas was the one that killed me. <laughs> Listen, I'll, I'll hold it up till you get back if you want, buddy. I'll just, I'll kind of linger a little bit. The way you walk in eight to five, you don't get there in time. He's walking sideways like this. Well, that was just a small summation of my career, which is very dull. And I must say, I, I had a marvelous time in this career of mine up till now. And I don't plan to stop either, by the way. I mean, having a marvelous time. Because, thank you. I must say seriously that what with the, the enthusiastic followings that have followed through the years, all the way up to now, the buying of records, the watching of television shows and seeing the movies, that's all important to me. And it's all gratifying to me as far as you are all concerned. Now, I'm not trying to get hokey about this, but it's true. That's what helps make it a good career. Now, I don't care where you go. That's the dullest speech you're ever going to hear the rest of your life. You know what I mean? Married in the morning Ding dong, the bells are gonna chime 
We'll have a whopper, pull out the stopper, get me to the church on time. I got to get there in the morning, spruced up and looking in my prime. Girls, come and kiss me, say that you'll miss me, get me to the church on time. If I am dancing, roll up the floor. If I am whistling, out the door. I'm getting married in the morning. Ding, ding, dong, they're gonna chime. Don't lose your compass, kick up a rumpus. Get me to the church. Get me to the church, for Pete's sake, get me to the church on time. If I am dancing, roll up the floor. If I am whistling right out the door, I'm getting married in the morning. Ding dong, they're gonna chime. Girls, come and kiss me. Say that you miss me. Get me to the church. Get me to the church. For Pete's sake, get me to the church. Yes, you did, Frank. You made the point. <laughs> Get me to the church on time, Frank Sinatra. The tea break by Sinatra—it's what it says. That's what the track is called. The tea break. The Sinatra monologue. Uh, and come fly with me, Sinatra at the Sands. Uh, those uh, three tracks accompanied me recently. Actually, I'll, let me finish. And we started off that set with Dinah Washington. Lover, come back to me from that. Uh, amazing recording that was done in a in a tv studio of all places in i believe 1958 um in uh in hollywood um so getting back to sinatra at the sands i didn't find out until i didn't find the specific actually let me say this the right way i knew the address of the first place my father lived here in manhattan uh, i knew that it was 210 east 124th street but when i did a cursory look and it, it was a cursory look three years ago after he died uh i had not realized that the when i did that search three years ago i did not realize that the building still stood and that it was actually a, in a fairly attractive um row house in the scheme of things my grandparents my dad's parents were um superintendents from the late 20s or early 30s through uh, the, the, the mid 40s uh, before they moved out to East Orange, New Jersey. And um, uh, my father would have been about four or five. My uncle would have been about 10 or 11 when um, they moved uh, from New York City out to New Jersey. And um, when a few weekends ago, I went down the shore to see my cousin, uh, Paul, 
and his wife Trish and their daughter and um, and her new husband. They were doing a gender reveal party, etc. It was a lot of fun, a lot, a lot of fun. And uh, when I came back, I had an, it was the president's weekend, so I didn't have to work on Monday. And Sunday, I you know just I made it home. I think around two o'clock. I think I left my apartment around three o'clock and walked up to East Harlem to look at the this, the place. And it um, uh, it's a cool looking building. I got to be honest. I'm I'm honored that it's still standing and it actually looks like it's in great shape. So. Um, Anyway, that is probably the biggest thing that I have pulled out of the last three years of rubble is the fact that, you know, my dad was born here and he loved coming here. He loved working here for the five years that he worked in the city and then um, back in, in the late 80s, early 90s. And uh, he, um, it, was, uh, it, was a good, it was a pretty good time in our lives, pretty good in a lot of ways. A lot of ways it was not. And I want to be clear on that. And I know that everybody deals with that. But I listened on that walk from uh, the the West 80s over to uh, East 124th Street. I listened to Sinatra at the Sands and soaked it up. And it was perfect. Really, really perfect. Anyway, where are we going next? We're going to keep it up tempo. Damn it. Here's a little Quincy Jones. The Boogie Stop Shuffle. Right here on New York Standard.
Sing, sing, sing with a swing. Live at Carnegie Hall, 1938, September. Um, the recording, the thing. Um, I'll tell a story about that in a minute. Big Joe Turner, Roland Pete, John Coltrane's mono master of summertime from My Favorite Things and uh, from a band called Clockhammer. I've played that before, a couple times even, Girl from Ipanema. They were a band from either Tennessee or, or the Carolinas. Um, I think it was 10. I think they were from Memphis. And um, kind of an indie rock band from the 90s uh, that I always dug. And I appreciated their ability to do something like Girl from Ipanema. And before that, we heard Boogie Stop Shuffle. That's what started off that set. Quincy Jones from the big band Bossa Nova record. That Benny Goodman song, uh, and I'm going to keep this brief. No need to elaborate beyond. uh, But that Benny Goodman song, aside from what it meant to the culture and the fact that jazz was here to stay, that pop music was changing, um, that was really the bigger thing. The jazz here to stay thing, that probably would have happened without Benny Goodman and Carnegie Hall. It just would have stayed in the closet or, you know, in the, in the, pardon the pun, the backbeat. But it, the Carnegie Hall concert allowed for largely white audiences to realize that this was a, a form of music that was frankly superior to the pop music that they knew. If you look at what was pop music um, prior to 1938, it was fairly... Um, fairly white. So aside from that, the impact and import of that, um, that recording, that album, uh, has a family story and not, not as good as the Sinatra connection at all that, that our family has to the Sinatra family going back to my grandmother getting raised and being raised in the same building as Frank and our, you know, I've told that story before, but, um, it does have to do with the fact that yeah, one of my favorite stories about dad and grandma, his mom, uh, was um, dad uh, cranking the living hell out of that and grandma being around the corner four houses down uh, from their house in East Orange and hear, being able to hear dad playing that so loud. It also says a lot about what quote-unquote urban America was like at that point because East Orange is basically an urban suburb of New York City, fairly urban. And the fact that she could four houses away here tells you an awful lot about noise pollution. It just occurred to me. Anyway, um, she, she, she gave him hell when, when she got home. Like, that's too loud. I can, I can hear her. Oh, brother. Anyway, um... All I'm going to say, this show is about me. This show is about me and how I have reframed the history. Not even reframed, but had to kind of right-size things uh, for me. That's what this show today was about and not about anything else uh, other than the connections and the memories that, that me and the old man had. And I hope you enjoyed it. My name is Andre Archambault, and this has been... New York Standard. See you soon. Just in time for Patty's Day. Funny, huh? <laughs>